It is Thursday the 9th of June 2016 and this is episode 284 of Digital Outbox. Hello and welcome to a hot and steamy uh, edition of Digital Outbox, not because we've got any good content, just because it's blooming hot outside and I've had to shut my windows to do podcasting. Uh, I am Chris, joined as ever by Ian. Hello, Ian. Hi, Chris. It's naked podcasting time. Yeah. It's the only way to do it. The video, in fact, that <laughs> the video is hot and steamy, not in a good way. Um, let's talk about the news um, <laughs> while we ponder that uh, visual imagery. Um UK surveillance bill. The government have done it. They have worn everyone down. They have chucked things around. They've watered things down, you know, as as much as people could be bothered to deal with. It's almost like they've got their attention on something else, like maybe the referendum, and they have now passed their, what we know as the Snoopers Charter. Uh, 444 votes for in favour and 69 against. Uh, like I said, we knew this was happening. We knew that they were going to wear everyone down and eventually they'd get it through with uh, while everyone's attention is elsewhere. And it's done. Yeah, Labour, Labour um, um, sided with them and voted for it because nobody wants to be weak in security and give them some some crap you know, headline at the next election. Um, but, but Labour won major concessions, which weren't really that major. Well, uh, I, you say that. They were, they were, they were yeah. sensible no, you're right. concessions. I do say that. <laughs> okay. Thanks they, for that. They were sensible concessions. Uh, yeah, but to me, so the Sunday committee is just like, yeah, we knew we knew it was always going to get watered down a bit just to get through. You know, just, the fact just... that they had to have a, con- a concession in there that was, you may not spy on people just based on the fact they're part of a union is a little bit worrying. And why were they singled out? I mean, they did actually mention some other um, sort of what they called sensitive jobs. But it just shows how wide and ranging this is that, that they had to even specify that someone cannot be spied on just because of their trade union membership. Um, anyway, yes. But, so but things like, and, and again, it's probably my cynical left wing tendencies coming out. But nothing, nothing like that surprises me. I mean, one of my one of the guys I work with there, his dad was one of the guys that was blackballed for years. It's all, it's all coming out now. How you know union members were blackballed? Yeah, and it, it's just it's just not a surprise that a Tory government wants to do something like that. So they basically still got to go through the Lords. So it's got another round of um, round of I guess amendments that could come out of this, depending on what the Lords do. Obviously, all the kind of privacy activists and um, you know people like that that they're, they're still not very happy um, that this is happening. Um, and you know there are the warnings that there is even even the security services believe that there are problems with collection of too much data and then for over analysis and uh, you know triggers being fired that, that shouldn't be fired based on mass surveillance. Anyway, it is a thing. It is now in um, pretty much in law. And I say it didn't really matter what the law the the Lord's um, office does now. It's just um, it's matter of matter of course really. The other bit of women up was Labour coming out saying, yeah, we're going to continue to press on a number of matters. It's like, well, you shouldn't avoid for it. Yes. But I guess that's just how supposedly legislation works, right? Uh, It doesn't. It's rubbish. Facebook, uh, Twitter and YouTube and Microsoft have signed an EU hate speech code. This is a new provision of a code which 
basically says that um, they're going to take down hate speech and, and um, xenophobia and things like that um, off of their services within, say, 24 hours. They've basically signed up to a, a code of conduct about how they're going to react to these things and try and make their environments cleaner. Um, this isn't legally binding. This is just their statement of intent, you know. But but generally speaking, there's no reason why they wouldn't, you know, uh, be following this. This it sounds like a good thing, and it sounds like they're they're all in line. Yeah, agreed. Uh, part of me think it was a bit PR-y and probably. And I, I do wonder are they trying to are they trying to by doing it as a kind of voluntary thing, trying to stave off, you know, maybe like a. a, a, a some sort of European ruling or some sort of government ruling that says you must do something about this. I don't know. We see we see voluntary rulings in a lot of voluntary codes in in a lot of different industries, and yeah. you know, depending on the industries, they do tend to work, uh, and they're a lot less clunky than having full on legislation. Obviously, that that brings with it all the other things. So yeah, you're probably right. They're just trying to if it works like this. Uh, if other people come on board with this code, um, then then there's no need to have that kind of official ruling that actually turns it into a law that's not necessary when everyone's pulling the same direction anyway. And it does it does talk about. I mean, there's a bit in here. I'm just trying. To, yeah. So what what does it mean by hate speech? And and the article defined it as narrow. Um, so the document says all conduct publicly inciting to violence or hatred directed against a group of persons or, or a member of such a group defined by reference to race, colour, religion, descent or national or ethnic origin. Mm. Um, and they're saying that they're trying to balance it with, you know, people do have, whether you agree with it or not, and it doesn't matter how nasty it is, but there is freedom of expression, you know, and that, that kind of <clears throat> ideal that I should be able to say what I want it's, to say. It is a, it's a tough thing, but it's it's almost that they, they do feel that they have to do something to try and, there has to be a line. I think they're trying to find where that line is. And yes, everything that you do to draw a line impacts free speech. But when it also prevents um, terrorism, acts of terrorism, I guess they're they're saying this is a good line to take. And it was similar to we talked about it. I've seen lots more people doing it, but the you know the the Google Chrome ad that some right wing group had had done with the three brackets, you know, around people's names to highlight that of Jewish origin. You know, and lots of people are now changing their Twitter handles and Facebook handles and online presence to say the same. That's you know, it's things like that. It's that's that's wrong. Mm. That's wrong. Also wrong is um Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> He's wrong with his password management. He uh, apparently his uh, Twitter and his Pinterest uh, accounts were hacked over the weekend, um, and it. According to the people that hacked this account, they found his password was da da da. See, I say da da da, da da da. So anyway, so didn't not particularly strong password. They have since the accounts have since been resecured, as they'd say it. And Facebook were at pains to say that this has not been a breach of Facebook security. This is um, you know just a weak password. Uh, who know? We do we know that has that been confirmed that it was definitely the password, but it. No matter yes or no, someone actually got into his account. So it was the well, it was a password in the in the dump of the LinkedIn account. So the LinkedIn dump is from twenty eleven or twenty twelve. So it was definitely a password. It had been used by him or a member of his team um, in the past. And And, um, and I mean, his Twitter account is 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 hardly ever used. So when it when it did tweet, it was like jumped on by so many people straight away, and it was clear that was a it was a you know it was a um, a hack. They have since subtle. said that his accounts have been cleaned. So I imagine yeah. they were 
pretty dirty. <laughs> but it but it wasn't it wasn't as subtle as something like you know Twitter's killing it right now. Well done, team. Yeah, you know, it wasn't yeah, yeah. something like it was it was pretty. Yeah, obviously yeah. it was not right. Um, yeah, and there I guess this sparks the whole argument again of the fact that all these services in general offer only email password as the main security that protects all of our data. And the fact that people are notoriously rubbish at setting strong passwords for ease of use, for, you know, you know, simplicity, for just laziness, really. Um, the fact that these, these services still only offer email password is actually now starting to be the fault is directed at the services rather than the users. Even though these, these are user problems, the fact that they don't enforce stronger, um, stronger security is now, is now becoming an issue to people. And I mean, there's definitely more. I mean, companies could do. I mean, it's all right saying that they're changing it and they're forcing it, but they could do things like I'm just, I'm just killing your account, you know, and then and saying don't change the password, account killed. Yeah, and but two factors now a simple thing for most people. Most people have a two factor service available. I'm um, amazed how many people don't use it, and it's yeah. a it's a it's a buggeration to use. It's it, it can feel a bit annoying, but but if it was enforced, that's the whole point. It can be enforced now, and there yeah. are other ways around doing similar things. Of you know, just proving of you know, you are who you are. So I, I think every account that I can, I switch on two factor. So it's same here now. You know, any that I found that have got two factor, they've got it. So even like DreamHost, which is my, my web hosting company, have got it, and it's like, yep, thanks for that. That makes yep. sense agreed and so yeah so i think um yeah the argument is now users including clued up users such as mark zuckerberg are just too lazy to do it properly so someone <laughs> needs to enforce this because there's too much hanging off of it and there's too much cross fertilization so when you know even if one service falls down it impacts the security of all the other services as well so um yeah i think we'll see changes um Apple has announced some changes ahead of WWDC, which is happening next week, I believe. Um, but they've they've come ahead of the week saying, we can't even fit this particular bit into um, our keynote, so we're just going to tell you ahead of time so you can discuss it during the week that you're with us. And this is all around the App Store. Um, so biggest uh, announcement is the subscriptions payments are going to become globally available to apps um, and at a better rate after 12 months of subscription. So Apple currently take a 30% chop of, uh, of a payment or subscription. But after 12 months, they're going to drop that to be 85.15. This is going uh, to, um, this is a good thing for many quality ongoing service type apps. Um, so instead of having to continuously release new versions, which they charge for, they can now offer a service which can be continually improving uh, and based on a subscriptions-based model. And it's quite a flexible subscriptions-based model from what I can see. Uh, the, the developer has quite a lot of choices about how they want to do that model and how often they want to charge, how much they want to charge. And markets can even have different levels of charge now, whereas they couldn't before. Yes. So so in general, this, this broke yesterday. Uh, and in general, I think it's a good thing. It's, it's caused a bit of confusion because they, they can... Uh, the Apple release, official release about it, didn't mention whether it was just iOS only. So lots of Mac developers were like, hmm, is this, is this open to me? Does this answer some of the problems we've got with the Mac app store, which is just stale and it doesn't sustain sales and the sales are really low compared to iOS? Yeah, and I know the platform's smaller, um, but um, the, the article I've linked is Gruber. Gruber confirmed it was for all. And I think there's been a subsequent release from Apple that says, yep, it's for all. Um, where, where there's still some confusion is, is they've tried to kind of define 
what it applies to. So it's this idea about constantly releasing entertainment or services. And some app developers feel, well, is that really me? me? You know, so there's like the PCAP developer, you know, so even though he's continually releasing updates with a calculator class as a service that you would pay, uh, I don't know. Uh, so my reading of it is though, isn't that up to the developer to define that? And, and then it's and up to whether they loses or gains users. Yeah, so that's what I thought, and I and for me it was it, so so. Um, we we've talked about this a number of times. It's like big apps dropping out of the the Mac app store in particular. So like Sketch was one, and yeah. BB Edit was one, and Sketch coincidentally yesterday says they're moving to a subscription model, and they've not yeah. released the pricing yet. But they're saying, and and what they're basically saying is, you if you if you've got, bought the latest version, which is which I've done, which was I think a year or eighteen months ago, um, you're still going to get six months of updates. And after that, the app will still work. So they're not killing the app. They're not doing something like unless you pay, it, it, it fails. But all they're saying is you don't get any updates. Yeah. But they've not released what the pricing is. So it's interesting that something, and I think they left for a number of reasons. It wasn't just the pricing and flexibility. It was, you know, all the sandboxing and some of the issues around actually using the app. But I do think this gives a lot more options to a developer. And it'll be interesting just to see how it pans out. And it's, I, I think even the percentage difference, you know, after that first year, I don't know if that'll mean is will this apply to you know the Netflix and Spotify's and Amazons? You know, are you going to see them say? Yeah, well, well, it's but maybe, maybe. But the, the thing is, they already have a payment model which you you know you pay once centrally and then you have access to the apps, don't you? So yeah, but I know Spotify because I think so. To my understand, yeah, I think this is the way it works. So Spotify do make that you can buy your subscriptions through the iOS app, but it's dearer. Uh, yeah, or, and I think that's because, well, I, I, I can't remember what the outcome was. Apple used to say that you had to offer it through the app and it had to be the same price, but I think they conceded on that a bit. Yeah, and, and I think, and I think. oh, no, I tell you what, Spotify, what they did was encourage you to go to the website and do it. Because if you went to mm. the website and did it, the Apple doesn't get the 30% cut. Yeah. So it's interesting to see if that changes that. And because I know Amazon don't sell anything, you know, so will they now turn around and say, well, there's that Amazon Prime TV and it's there and, and you know, that's a better market share and we're quite content. I don't know. At the end of the day, it's going to depend whether they think that they can, ongoing, they can make more, uh, they can do it more efficiently than 15%. I'd say 15% overhead on the payment processing is actually, for most companies, is actually, that's quite competitive. I think 30% is probably quite high, but 15% for all the payment side of things is actually quite a competitive number. Um, yeah. Uh, additionally, there, there were a few other bits and bobs that I've actually just forgotten what they were so so, so one one to me was was excellent and has been going on for about the last sort of two three weeks app review times instead of being 10 days and 14 days and 18 days someone's and and there's lots of sites that were tracking this so they were asking developers to submit it and they would track the kind of peaks and troughs it's down at a day worst case a day and a half so yeah 24 hours is kind of normal now and this is apparently has actually already kind of been seen the effect has already been seen and they just confirmed it in this announcement that yes we've changed our processes procedures and uh by tooling and staffing and, and policy um and and now it's down to most within 24 hours 90 percent within 48 which is pretty damn and, quick yeah it's really good and i think that again that was one of the issues with things like sketch so sketch if you bought directly there's an update if you bought it via the app store Let's um, twiddle my thumbs and wait 15, 18 days. And if you've got a crasher causing an issue, that is a long, long, long time. Long time for an app not to work, yeah. Yeah, you know, and it just, it just 
And ultimately, the, the, a consumer won't blame Apple. They'll blame the developer and say yeah. you've made a bad app. Yeah. You know, and, and the, other, the other change, which I, uh, I don't know, so, so they're talking about, so they're making changes to app discovery. And one of the ones they're focused on is that you can now um, bring in, there's no paid search ads. So as a developer, you can pay to have your app promoted. Mm-hmm. And they're saying they're, they're, they're highlighting it with a little ad next to the actual search results. It'll return back first with little blue ad. But it's like the Google ad, little. it's ex- almost exactly the same size. If you look at a Google page when you've done a search or a Bing page, it's not that clear. It's not It's not in your face. It's there and it's yeah, marked. Yeah, I, I accept that though. I, I, I'm, I, I still think uh, it's clear enough. And, and that's the commercial reality of today. Is, and as long as it is... It is some way of identifying when something's paid for and when something's a natural search, then I think that's fair enough. Um, they've also said they've increased the speed of those kind of top category pages, things like that. So actually things are returning a lot quicker, which was always a bit of a bugbear that it took a long time to load a page up. And and, and I think you touched on it with when it comes to subscription pricing, there's now loads more price points. You can, you know, you can easily change them. And, and previously it was, it was a lot more um, difficult to do. And I think in some ways, you know, by putting that, doing that kind of subscription type stuff, it, part of me still would like the demo type idea, you know, can I grab an app and demo it? But maybe maybe that is just a too pain in the ass for general consumers. You know, it's just like, is that a, is that a more a geek thing that you want to trial it? Well, I think that is going to be I offered. I think that you can now do a free demo and then if you want to carry on using the thing, it's a subscription, so. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, you can do it that way. Um, it's just, I've... I, I, I guess it's the thing. I, know. I mean, I, I I don't mind paying to try an app because the prices are so cheap. But a lot of other people are just even put off by like the sixty nine, seventy nine pence. They just see that as no, I'm not doing it. They just does But a, then they are always going to be like that. So I, th- I don't think this is this uh, is a model maybe. designed for towards them, is it? No, yeah. you're probably right. Just tight asses. <laughs> it's like There's people that don't contribute to people's leaving cards. Rips my knitting. Anyway. They- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they should they should go and buy a Microsoft phone. They'd be happy. Um, Google um, is has announced that they yes they're going to match that uh, Apple pricing <laughs> subscription dis, uh, split. So they're going to also match eighty five fifteen, but they won't actually have the initial twelve months seventy thirty split. So actually, you're slightly better off on the the Google environment. And the Google environment is still a little bit more flexible. With they do allow developers to do their own thing as far as uh, money goes um, if they wish to. Um, but yeah, so they kind of sit there and they've matched it now. Yeah, so Apple's announcements all happened yesterday. And I mean, as you said, the, the, the one bit I meant to mention, Apple have kind of spun this as we've got so much to cover next week that we're, that we're doing something different and we're doing these phone calls to, you know, the chosen ones and we'll, we'll explain what happens and we'll do a press release. And one of the developers put up later on saying, I know how Apple works. They didn't want this to be the news next week. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. It's nothing to do with being busy. They just don't want this dominating their big day of, you know, whiz-bang sex announcements, whatever yep. it is. Let's get this one and out that, of the way. And, and you know what? Good, good, because no one no one sits there and watches the, the you know, the money-type announcements and thinks, wow, this is amazing. They're just waiting for the, <laughs> they're just waiting for the next thing. <laughs> yeah, okay, you you quite excited by it. Fair enough. Um Google has come up with its own equivalent of live photos. Um, what have they called? These are called moving stills or something oxymoronish. Um, but these are going to allow you to take photos that you can then share out as a kind of 
partially moving animation. Uh, they've added some pretty clever stabilization features um, to those animations that get created um, to make things look super stable and slick. Um, and it's free. Well, you can download the app now. What's it called? Motion, Motion photos. Yes. There you go. That's the oxymoron. Motion photos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But there's there's. It was weird. There's some really well. It's not weird. There's some really good maths behind it. Um, so yeah, I did read. <laughs> I read their kind of word. It, it, have you ever seen that engineering video online where this guy just talks absolute rubbish about the the watchman flip connecting to the Ujima wop? So this this is uh, well, let me see. Um, our algorithm uses linear programming to compute virtual camera path optimized recast fo- video photo bursts. Huh? It's like huh? <laughs> what? speed up by using techniques such as temporal sampling, decoupling of motion parameters, and using Google's research customer linear solver, GLOP. So none of that makes any sense. And it's only interesting because there are funny words there, right? (laughs) Yeah. But it's it's kind of one in the eye for Apple because it's clear that... so So on my work phone... I've got live photos because I didn't upgrade my phone last year. Mm-hmm. And the live photos, I thought I, I were a bit hit and miss. But this app does actually make some nice nice little gifts out of them. Uh, yeah, I mean, and I guess they do capture... I mean, the good thing about their stabilisation does mean that it, it does look like a moving photo. Whereas if without the stabilising, it just looks like a wobbly mess, really. So... Um, yeah, I'm so now seeing a live photo of my face. <laughs> it's not a pretty so, sight. So that is, that is like the, this is great podcast material. That is like the, the, the Google gift version. Okay. So but it does I actually and, look quite stable and stuff. So if I go and find the actual one. Oh, it's, my Maybe you can of... put the gif of my face in the show notes. That'd be fun. <laughs> anyway, so yes, yeah, so they've kind of filled in that gap. We, you know, with how um, live photos on on Android, and you can go and get that free app. It's called Motion Photos, available in the App Store now. Um, Amazon has started UK fresh food delivery. So this was announced, and this was. Um, sorry, I'm still looking at my face. I, I mean, the reason I sit this side of the podcast camera. But you is see like how that. jerky that was. So I deliberately made it jerky, and it just smoothed it out. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> you've made me look jerky. Thanks. Naked podcast at its best, so there'll be a naked <laughs> jerky gif of Chris. Um, with my, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, Amazon fresh food delivery coming to the UK. So this is starting today. Um, it's going to be sort of London focused at the moment, but they you can now get fresh groceries delivered. I think it's same day delivery to a certain number of postcodes. Um, yeah, I mean, I considering how struggling you know these these supermarkets are struggling this is going to be another um hit to their kind of um, profit lines i think because if it's that convenient and the the products and the actual um you know the quality is as high as a supermarket then i think this will take quite a big hit uh, definitely because the, the the amount of folk that just are like yeah prime just decided to go for it the amount of folk that have just went yeah i'll just pay that prime and just order stuff from amazon so and it's is... you know they've already got the distribution network they haven't had to set that up so there's no you know that so long as they can protect it on their delivery routes and they're going to have paper bag delivery we're protected by chill boxes so 
it'll arrive supposedly fresh in uh, your your door sort of not long after you order it which is we'll see this rolled out and i think it will make quite a big difference even if it's just the kind of non um the non-fresh type deliveries that, that we're seeing starting to happen i think we'll start seeing this get wider and wider yes virgin trains are going to introduce free film tv streaming apps onto their um some of their service and they're going to roll them out across the rest of their services so this is a bit like the on in-flight kind of um uh, content that you get on on planes it will now be available to you to stream onto your smart device when you are traveling by train i thought this was a really nice uh, and fairly unexpected announcement i quite like it yeah i thought it was good as well uh, and it's something you kind of take for granted on planes on not not short journeys but you know if you're going on for sure yeah, if you're, if you're like an international travel like you, you know, there's an expectation that you're... <laughs> now that I'm an international traveller, yeah. <laughs> uh, but there's an expectation that you've got a, a set of films there, you know, and a, and a good mixture of content, even things like podcasts and video podcasts are on there now. It's, it's, it's you know, they've got, a, they've got big hard drives and they can stream quite a lot. But It's a, it's a free service. They're going to have their own yeah. in, in-house service. So you don't need a, wi- a Wi-Fi network because they can, they're just beaming it from on the actual train. Uh, and it will contain some pretty good content. This is a great selling point for, um, it's a, you know, it's a great fit with their brand as well. It's, if you're going to travel and you've got a choice of service providers, then this is going to make you choose them, I would have thought. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to the first train journey where I can do this. It's good stuff. Uh, new emojis are going to be released <laughs> with a new Unicode 9 format. Um, so now we can have many more breakfast items uh, such as croissant um, and bacon. Um, 70 new emoji characters, basically. So much more flexibility in emoji writing. I've never, ever written an emoji message. Have you? Yeah. Okay. Well, I've never done I, it. So there you I go. You've like got emoji. more flexibility now. I, I do quite like emoji so much so that there's a great there's a great um there's a great um Alfred I'm trying to remember the right name for it. Let me just go to preferences. Because Alfred three when it came out it's it's a lot better now with um snippets. So you can set up your own snippets so that if you type in like, you know, Chris it'll, it'll expand and put in your whole email address mm-hmm. or whatever. Um but somebody's done one as an emoji pack. So you type in like um, colon, the emoji name colon. So if you can't remember, if you just know bacon's in there, but you can't remember what it is, you just type in, you know, colon bacon colon, you get you get your emoji. And it's fantastic. Can, can you just add the word bacon by that time? No, because you want the emoji. <laughs> okay. And um, But even better, we've now got Donner Kebab. <laughs> so that is, that is just in, in boxing glove and, and like... This the is, founder this is of Emojipedia... Um, I said the searches of online resources have been overwhelmingly for the shrug and fingers crossed. There you go. That that sums up the internet. Bit of hope and a bit of bit of what whatever. <laughs> Love it. Um, Microsoft is pushing Windows 10 holographic as a one-stop option for virtual reality and augmented reality. So this is Microsoft saying we are the best place to come if you want VR and augmented reality. No one else is doing it and everything will work on our system whereas it doesn't work um for these sort of DMR type DRM sorry um locked in content providers. Whoop. This this was weird, right? So and and lots of people were saying this is really positive. I, but I just thought this is a bit weird because surely, surely if you've got, surely if you're Vive right now or or 
Um, you know, you're Oculus. an Oculus. Why? Why would you support this? And and yes, it's then, not going to help them unless it means that their product survives rather than dies. And and the the positive that people were saying was, well, this is Microsoft's attempt to say actually we'll be the platform. So all these different people can be hardware vendors. We're going to have the platform Hololens. There's even some rumours that maybe Hololens will never come out. It's just an a, it's a almost like a first party attempt to show what's possible and they're hoping that Dell will do their version which is f- and Acer will do their version which is fine and, and fine as a, an approach as long as people like Oculus and HTC want Microsoft to be their platform because again and I, and I don't think they will no uh, you're right and so they, they may be positioning themselves like this but it depends whether they are going to be allowed to be positioned like this especially as the development cost for these headsets has been so high I think you know these are they're, they're breaking new ground i think there will be some chinese manufacturers going forward who will just copy these devices and uh, and so therefore things will cheapen up but oculus and htc have to recoup some of their cost um to you know of these devices because the development has been so high and they, they are just literally breaking new ground so um yeah I'll, yeah you're right it is strange but then microsoft are the only place really where augmented reality is a thing um everyone else is just doing virtual reality really yeah i think vive vive lets you do a mix but yes it's, it's not, got a camera it's not quite that same thing yet no it's not it's not quite like the same as as the as what the hololens does um and, all, and also i think it's back to microsoft to try to push this whole their converging you know like windows and xbox and with the take-up of particularly vr i'm sure they're looking at it saying we need to be in there in some way shape or form we need to make sure there's a when people think VR, they think Microsoft. And mm. They don't. They, they don't lose some sort of brand market share there. Yeah. And another note, friend of the show, his Oculus is about to be delivered, so he's he's now in a processing state. Um, and I guess another update, because um, 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 in the next couple of weeks, I'll be viving it up. Not not buying one myself, but I've I've tried. You'll have it. been able but to experience one, and then one of my colleagues has both, and yeah. definitely prefers Vive. The hand, yeah, like I say, the handsets just like until Oculus has got that and they've released them all and they're even, working. Even out with the, even out with the handsets, and he says it does make a big difference, but it's just a, it's just a better platform. There you you know, go. It's... Anything that's got portal and you live in the portal world is a great place to be. Yeah. Um, Xbox One updates coming soon are going to have uh, Cortana. So this is going to be released later in the summer. I think it's out for preview now. If you've got preview, you can go and have a look at it now. So we're going to be saying, hey, Cortana, now instead of uh, Xbox. Um, and you'll be able to do some extra bits with that. First, Firstly, you don't need to connect. So they are going to do it via headset. And apparently that makes it far more accurate. Surprise, surprise. Um, so using a thumb thing that's right by your mouth rather than something right across the room. Um, and yes, so the Xbox control via your headset is great. Um, and yes, you'll be able to do things like join party with uh, Sweeper. And, and that will automatically join that party rather than having to go through the faff of buttons. So there could be some good productivity type um, uh, shortcuts via, so, via this. So in future, instead of you saying Xbox, record that. I've got to go, hey, Cortana, record that. Xbox, record that. Xbox, Xbox record, record that. that. <laughs> no, don't go back. <laughs> see as long as it Skype. stops launching. Yeah, exactly. See as long as it stops launching. I mean, because A, I never say Xbox. B, I never say Skype. But for whatever reason, it's happened two or three <laughs> times during Halo. There must be some Glaswegian, very close version that launches Skype 
takes me out of the game, <laughs> yeah. wants to then update Skype because I never launched Skype. It's just like the amount of button bashing you do to try and get back in my game quick, quick. Yes. So anyway, that's that's coming. And there's a few other sort of uh, optimizations, um, including installations now going to be a lot more visible on the home page. So you don't have to go down into my apps and uh, games to actually go and see what installation states are. Um, So, yeah, just nice little tweaks. Um, Nothing huge, although apparently there's there's a few other bits and bobs they've got in there that they reckon people keep asking for yeah i still find it weird that and i know i don't buy many games but even when i install it or when i bought i bought that overwatch digitally you'd think it would pop a shortcut in front of you but it doesn't yes it's kind of it is awkward so you press buy and then yeah it gets hidden away inside my games and apps so now i think that is now addressed so if, if something yeah. is installing it becomes much more visible to you yeah so you need to run it once and then it's there and, yes. then it, and then it's easy to get to but I just i just found out a very strange it's almost like Agreed. a strange yes kind it of kind like, of like you press it and then it goes it's like where, where's that gone where yeah, do i go so, now so, how so do i launch my game yeah so it sits and downloads it and then yeah. you think my download's done yeah it's downloaded what is it yeah oh okay i need to go in here and then i can launch it go there 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 and then i would launch it yeah, or maybe and again is that is that the sneaky drive to get you to use voice more you know was that the reason it was kind of i don't know, know it's just not well thought out i think just crap but it is getting better all the time. I would say now we are nearly at the point where they can launch Xbox One. <laughs> so there you go. It'll be interesting whatever this new... I know there's loads of rumours about the, the new Xbox mm. coming next year. See if they decided to do a different front end again. You'd be like, oh, God. Maybe, maybe E3 will be the... Um, uh, we'll hear some more about those. I think I think we're due to hear a bit more about them. At E3. So Monday, Monday, Monday's a big day because Monday's not only WWDC, which is getting live streamed, but it's Xbox keynote, it's EA keynote, and it's PS. Sorry, Sony keynote. So we will have the main news stories. So next week's podcast so, is going to be a bit rammed. So I think I think basically you're going to have half an hour on Apple because I just won't stop, even though you try. Oh, you, we don't even know what it is. It could be boring. Uh, but I'll still talk, and it'll be a half an hour of of like gamey games. type stuff, and just the fact that talking new hardware and VR, and, and so will we get a will we get a VR price? I'm assuming. Oh no, we've got a VR price. I've already bought it. Yeah, you've, right, okay. you've I'm got... clearly hot and tired. But we, you know, we, but we might hear something from <laughs> Xbox about VR. We'll certainly hear little even little more pointers towards this kind of gaming platform that microsoft's talking about and from nintendo we'll get a zelda preview (laughs) well we might hear about more about their next console because they are they all the rumors have been out around that haven't they so they yeah well it's weird because they did the the direct thing that said we're not going to do any news about at e3 and we're just going to talk about zelda they are they there's even if they don't talk about it other people will so yeah let's see um, all right, that's the end of our news. Do we? Do you have a pick? I haven't got a pick. Yeah, get Alfred and get the emoji pack. There you go. Uh, you can find out more about who we are, what we are, <laughs> what we do, digitaloutbox.com, info at digitaloutbox.com. Email, Twitter is digitaloutbox. I am on Twitter as CheesyUK. Academyracer.co.uk is my blog about my racing. You can read how poorly I did in Zolder. And Ian, where can we find you? Um, my podcast, no, my podcast, my website is Ian You are, I'm <laughs> and um, I'm on Twitter as people. Lovely. Okay, so we will be speaking at you lots next week. Expect it to be a sort of hour-long podcast, I imagine, at best. Um, this is the good thing. More of us is always a good thing. So we'll speak to you then. Uh, hopefully, it'd be cooler. Cheers. Bye. Goodbye.
Cooler would be better. Cooler. We're never going to be cooler. But temperature cooler would be nice. Yeah, my veins are popped, man. This <laughs> <laughs> will be injecting. Just call me Maria. <laughs>